0: Hello, I'm Angela Scanlon and welcome to the Thanks a Million mini-pods. While we are waiting for series four and a ton of new thank yous, I am revisiting the thank you next chapter of some of our guests' lives to remind us that we have got this. Whatever this is. I love asking people about their thank you next because it's all about silver linings, a period in a person's lives that has been and gone, which at the time felt like a complete disaster, but in hindsight, they're grateful for. It can be a blessing in disguise, a storm weathered, which has served you a lesson, or it could be something that you're just happy is over. Thank you and smell you later, which hopefully is the case with this pandemic. I'm getting my nails done next week. I put on a pair of jeans the other day, lads, to go for a meal outside. It felt like an absolute assault, a violation of my bits. Please don't forget to subscribe to Thanks a Million and to share it with any of your friends. WhatsApp, tweet them. Is that a thing anymore? Are we still using Twitter? Anyway, let them know if you think that they'll love this episode. And you'll also be the first to know when Thanks a Million Series 4 drops in your inbox. This week's Thank You Next is from Nicola Coughlin, a Galway girl. I It's a very famous song and every time I say Galway Girl I can't not sing it. Met a little girl and she stopped to talk on a grand soft day and I asked you friend what's a fella to do cause her hair was black and her eyes were blue and right then she took in a twirl and a galway girl triple threat me not sure what the other two are a Galway girl Nicola Rose to fame as Claire Devlin in the Channel 4 sitcom Derry Girls and is now a household name I mean I say a household name makes me feel like we're talking about UK and Ireland she is now a global phenomenon after starring as Penelope Featherington in the Netflix period drama Bridgerton which by the way Kim Kardashian you know if you're into that is a big fan of the series And also of Nicola. Also, there is a jaw-dropping scene with Nicola at the very centre, which has just been nominated for BAFTA's must-see moment, so fingers crossed for that. I won't give it away in case you haven't seen it, but if you haven't seen it yet, what the hell have you been doing with your lockdown? And what are you talking about on WhatsApp? Now, Nicola came on Thanks a Million last summer before Bridgerton was released. She was very excited in anticipation of it. They had just wrapped. We had a lovely chat about her journey and the things that she is grateful for. But what is Nicola's thank you next?
1: Like the last normal person job I have (laughs) had (laughs) was um, I worked in an opticians in Galway and I moved back to Galway feeling like a completely failed actor was super depressed about it was like okay I'm never going to get out of this everything just sucks and um couldn't get a job anywhere like not even acting because that just wasn't happening like a coffee shop couldn't get a job in a coffee shop a shoe shop a closure nothing um I went to get my eye test and um my optician was like oh we we need someone like two days a week and I was like yes I will do that job thank god and um You know, you can imagine I didn't earn much money (laughs) working two days a week. But something um, about working there, it gave me structure. Mm -hmm. It it also gave me, I have a weird love for like filing and things
0: and organizing,
1: (laughs) which is why I'm really good at keeping my tax receipts in order, because I think, you know, the lives that we kind of have, they're very unpredictable. Yeah. And you could go from, you know, as we said, the busiest time in your life to nothing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even without a global pandemic, that can happen. So I think, um, yeah, I used to organize the files and tell people when to come in for their eye tests. And I digitized all this stuff. And I quite like that. But I really then kind of focused on because my mind wasn't in a good place. And I think that time, that little bit of structure helped me. And I was able to, you know, just make myself feel better and Mm -hmm. slowly just sort of recover and get back to to being myself so there's something about that time I look back on fondly even though I had no money and I had you know I I think it gave me the time to recover and rebuild yourself I think there's nothing wrong I think we are so willing to see ourselves as failures when things go wrong and I've certainly been you know victim to that where I go oh well well I've screwed up this is not gonna happen this is terrible but I think you know there's nothing wrong with regrouping I've known so many I I certainly moved to London and left multiple times because I was like this is not working out I can't afford this I've screwed up I've failed yeah whereas that's just a horrible way to treat yourself just go Mm -hmm. no I'm regrouping I'm I'm you know I'm building myself from the ground up again that's all right that's all good so yeah Yeah. weirdly
0: because I do think people assume looking at you know from the outside in you like i don't imagine you're going to have a real person job again you know and the idea of you know this massive hit that you're a part of and you springing seemingly out of nowhere you know which is always the case you you kind mm-hmm. of and um, that visibility but actually that idea that you've had to go away and rebuild and actually kind of I don't know sometimes I think it's quite demonic isn't it when you've when you've fallen apart and you still want to do the thing that actually is feels in one way like it's destroying you You know whether totally. it's that rejection or that just slog and that sense that it's never going to happen and then you keep you keep doing it and that failure actually becomes the thing that drives you rather than the thing that beats you
1: and it's it's tough and I don't blame people I think we hear a lot about people who, you know, it did work out for. But I know friends that yeah. it didn't, and you know, I know how hard it was for them to. Because people say, "Well, you're brave to keep going." I go, "Well, people are very brave to give it up." Yeah, too. I agree. You know, because that's not easy. That's not easy yeah. at all. It doesn't mean they still don't have those dreams, but. I I, I don't know if you know there's a book that comes out every year called Spotlight Graduates it's all the Mm -hmm. graduates from the kind of top drama schools in the UK and I have a copy from the year I graduated and there is hundreds and hundreds of young actors in there yeah but if you flip through it you wouldn't recognize 20 of them Mm -hmm. like the the chances of you making it in this industry are so cruelly tiny yeah you know and I think when I finished drama school I, I sort of looked through that book and was like God, I wonder how many of these people are going to be acting in 10 years. And it's, it's not very many. It's really tough. Yeah. It's so tough.
0: And what do you, what, why, or how did you keep going? What was it that kind of made you go, okay, I'm not going to say, actually, maybe this isn't for me and be brave enough to pack it in?
1: Oh God, I don't know. I think I had great support. I think um, my, my family certainly appoints for like, you have an English degree, but you could, you could just go into teaching and, I just desperate, like I think it just acting was just in my heart it's just always been a part of who I am ever since I was like four or five years old it was just I was mystified in love with the whole thing and I think a really important part of because I think a lot of people think they would like to be an actor I think but unless it really truly makes your heart happy I would not do it because trust me there's a lot of there is I know everyone thinks yeah there's a lot of rejection there is a lot of rejection there is an mm-hmm. awful lot and you know, it, it, it's just tough, but I, and I knew people I'd worked with certain people like early in my career who, you know, I would go, I did tours of some plays and stuff and I loved it. And I would love getting to the venue and setting up the dressing room and, you know, standing backstage, every bit of it. I was like, Oh my God, I love this. And then people I would work with would go, Oh, it's not a great crowd tonight. Oh, there's not many people in no agents going to come see this. No one's going to. And I thought, hang on, you have to, re- when you're doing the job, that's your time you have to revel in that if you're not reveling in it you shouldn't be doing it because there's enough hard times you need to appreciate the good times when they come and it just I think the good the good feeling just outweighed it and I just knew how happy it made me I couldn't really truly see myself doing anything else.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I'm smiling in in uh, recognition, and it's like I remember because oh. I used to be a stylist, right? Really, very, obviously, very different thing. But like, it, there's a lot. It's really hard. You're first there. You're the last one to leave. Oh but God. Like yeah. I grew up in Meath. I suddenly came. You know, I had a little stall, and then I saw this thing styling. Hadn't even. It had never even come into my mind Mm. that a person it's their job to put clothes on that and imagine that scene yada yada and I remember the excitement. I worked with the stylist, Ashling Farinella, as her assistant and she would be so embarrassed asking me, she's like, oh, can you do the dropbacks? I was like, the dropbacks? Fuck yeah, I'll do the dropbacks. What are they? And then she's like, it's basically you hauling ass around Dublin, dropping back. And I'm like, amazing. I get the opportunity to see like all of the people who own the shops and then they know that I'm in this thing and I'm styling and I'm like getting to put shoes on, like tape on the shoes and I'm getting to do this. And I was like, if you are not excited, I kind of framed it in my mind as this is free training. Instead of this is like labour that I'm not being paid for and like the slog that I have to go through. I reveled in every single bit of it and it made everything, I really believe, like the resistance wasn't there and things just flowed super quickly. And the same thing happened with me in TV. And then sometimes if you're not aware, there becomes a point where you're suddenly there's a lot to lose now. Sure, and you, yeah. you, you know, you're kind of gripped by the fear. Has that started to creep in a little bit now that you're like, you're you're under the spotlight, literally now? Well,
1: it's quite mad sometimes because I think I, I, you know, I feel like the exact same person, really. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, that's the thing, that people assume that you change and you go, well, not really. Also, because this happened mm-hmm. to me, I got Dairy Girls at 30, so I was pretty certain of yeah but I, I think yeah. I make an a, a point to make sure I have it's not like a like a meditative moment but every day that I'm like on set or I'm doing I go I am so grateful that I get to do this and I think it's so important yeah. if you're not like appreciative and sometimes I'll see you know people complain on set about not getting a coffee and not doing this and I'm just, and I, I mean I whinge I get I'm like always whinge about being tired because you don't sleep much when you're filming but I would never mm-hmm. outweigh it for how grateful I am for the job. And I think, you know, you should never lose that. And I try and go into every job with a very open mind and heart and, you know, be open and listen and stuff like that. I don't, I don't ever want to be blasé about it, I think is the thing. And I, do, I don't think yeah. I ever will be. I think because it took me so long to get where I am now, I'm hyper grateful. and possibly over, but I don't care. I'd rather be over than not.
0: Totally. Totally. And it's funny because you mentioned you didn't have a, like a meditation practice. You don't sit down and meditate, but actually that very act of totally. its presence, isn't it? It's going right now, I am going to revel. And I think that's the word I'm going to revel in this feeling of doing the thing that a few years ago seemed 100%, unlikely. hundred percent. And I think
1: unless you mm-hmm. appreciate the moment it passes. And I used to find it really difficult to live in the moment. I was constantly like... Yeah. But I could be doing this thing, and what about this thing that I used to do? And what other? Whereas I think, as I've gotten older, it's I've been very lucky, and I've been able to much more go. This is what's happening right now, and I think it's a much. If you can kind of train your brain to to be that way, it's it's a it's a much nicer way to live because you're not you're not dividing yourself. You're just being like, this is what's this is what's happening. This is what I'm doing. I am here. This is now. Yeah. <laughs> Especially look like, with all of grass and its success. I'm like you know if I'm sad at the BAFTAs I have to go my brain I am sad at the BAFTAs I sat at home watching the BAFTAs yeah my whole life wondering if I'd ever be here and I am here now and like take it the hell in it's like taking mental snapshots for Mm. for things yeah
0: and it's reminding yourself, this is it. Yeah. It's not down the road. It's not when I'm at the Oscars. I'm not like dismissing the BAFTAs because now the Oscars is suddenly something or okay. the Emmys is something that might be on the horizon. It's like, this is this is it. This is the Whatever win. it is, yeah, is you just prize. have to sit
1: and take a moment and go, I am here. This is now. I got this. Like, even it's like, I know it might not seem like the biggest thing to some people, but the fact that I'm able to pay my rent doing what I love, I think about that all the time, mm-hmm. all the time and like, I don't live in a yeah. mansion and I don't like, you know, have a very fancy flat or anything like that. But I'm like, I do not need any other job other than this. And I can pay my rent doing that. Yeah. And I can buy some nice shoes as well. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. And I do think you've, you know, you've had to go home as you might've felt. And I've certainly felt oh, it yeah. with your tail between your legs and gone, I'm back, I'm back home. So the independence and the achievement of being able to go I'm paying my rent and I'm literally like I'm yeah it's it's just a a good
1: feeling because I didn't know if I'd ever be able to financially support myself by doing acting that was another I think side of things people don't also people assume you make millions and millions on television as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know everyone's like she must be loaded I'm like "Mm, I
0: wish I love 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 how honest she is about the path to being who she is today It's not all a walk in the park, you see. And I think everyone fixates on this, you know, overnight success story. I posted about this on Instagram recently, this notion that if it doesn't happen remarkably easily, then it's the universe trying to tell you to give up. And actually this notion that if you haven't hit your stride by a certain age, then just don't even bother trying. It's a load of old horse shit. So don't fixate on the immediate. And also I just love that reframing and the idea of regrouping. So you're going back, pulling yourself together, you're building yourself up, you're feeding yourself, I think. So you're not failing, you're just regrouping and recalibrating and preparing for the next wave. And you know what? I do think all of those jobs you have on the journey Make you like a bit more humble, a bit more grounded. You remember the shithole hovels you lived in and the horrible jobs that made you cry on the way to work. And when you start to get a bit bratty, I'm not talking about nickel here, FYI. Oh, hello, just got a text. Yeah, you can have a word with yourself and actually realise how far you've come, which I think is a very, very Useful grounding thing to do thank you Nicola for all of that she is a little breath of fresh air isn't she now what is your thank you next if you want to share it with me get in touch at Angela Scanlon and if you missed Nicola's full episode it is there down below in the other episodes (laughs) she talks all about dairy Girls as well and that disastrous almost inedible Swiss roll and her competitive nature seeping out I loved it. And before I let you go, have you subscribed to my newsletter yet? It is free, lands in your inbox on a Sunday morning, packed full of well-being tips, tasty recipes, little interviews with some of my peeps and some people that I don't know but I have emailed to ask questions of. You don't want to miss it and it is free. And I mean, there's shit all free these days. So get involved. Click on the link below. Thank you, guys. For now, though, thank you so much to Nicola Coughlin. Who is next?